You're listening to the Castworks Industries Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well Daggum, I learned something today. I want to say a big thank you to everyone out there that's been tuning in and being a part of the podcast world that have uh, listened and subscribed and rated and reviewed out there on iTunes. We really appreciate you doing that and being a part that way. If you haven't done that, do that. Uh, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Make sure to get out there and rate and review if they allow you to do that so that more people can see uh, what it is we do here and how much you appreciate it or how much you hate it. It, it doesn't matter. Just write something on there. It'll it'll get some clout some way or another. But uh, I want to say thank you to those that are doing those kinds of things. It really is appreciated. It really helps out the podcast. Um, and other than that, we're going to jump right into things tonight in the studio we have my good friend, Jimmy Don Kerr. How you doing, Jimmy Don? Doing good, Josh. How you doing, brother? Oh, you know, hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. Uh, <laughs> now, Jimmy Don and I have uh, talked several times, and we've been trying to get him on. He's got a very busy schedule, and, and uh, it worked out that we're able to get up with each other at this point in time right now. And uh, now, Jimmy Don is the ho- one of the hosts of the Just Add Bourbon podcast, for those of you that keep up with things. Uh, I was on their show just a month or two back, and uh, we had a great time. It was a fun time to be had. And... I've already had both of his co-hosts on the show, and we've finally gotten around to having him on now. And we actually share a little bit of common ground, um, not in the same aspect, I don't think. But I used to work for a water company in our hometown, and now he's been kind of in charge of a lot of the things going on there with the water company and finding out a lot about it. And so through that, we are going to discuss that a little bit. So give us a little bit about what that is, Jimmy yeah, so I always start by saying it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done, but at the same time, the most rewarding. And, you know, and being on your show, you know, I listen to your show all the time, and, you know, you have people come on and tell stories, and I thought, man, what better story to tell than something that has just encompassed my life for the last two years? <laughs> and, and that is being on the Martin County Water Board. And this is something that has gotten national attention. I mean, oh, yeah. I have been on CNN. I've been on NPR. You name it, I've been on it. And sometime around the end of 2017, the entire board, except for one person, the Martin County Water Board, the entire board resigned, except for one guy. And that <laughs> one guy is a buddy of mine. And we happened to be over at the Mountain Arts Center in um, Prestonsburg at the Nutcracker. Both of our daughters, or his daughter and my two daughters, were all dancing in the Nutcracker. And he just so happened to be sitting in my row. <laughs> and he looked down at me and kind of smiled. And he said, hey, I got something that I need you to do that you're not going to want to do. <laughs> and I said, well, what's that? He said, I need you to be on the water board. And my first response was, hell no, there ain't no way. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know you know this, being from Martin County, that has always been a topic of conversation in oh, our water yeah. system. Right. I mean, for as long as I can remember, I mean, it's been a topic of conversation. And 
So I was like, man, there's no way. And he was like, no, seriously. He said, I really need you to think about it. He said, what you know how to do, I need you to come in and, you know, take your financial skills and your knowledge and sit down and kind of get us lined out. And once you do that, you can resign. Yeah. Well, that was about two years and two months ago, and I am now the chairman of the board. So I I became the face of the Martin County Water District, and right. you know, and and kind of some background on what happened is literally, you know, end of seventeen, the whole board resigns. I think I got sworn in on January the second. Went to my first meeting on January third, and uh-huh. five days later, the entire system collapsed. <laughs> And so it has been, you know, I knew the bed was on fire when I jumped into it. I just didn't know how high the flames were. Right. And so, you know, from that point, you know, I always tell people that the first year of doing that, I mean, it was utter chaos. Like it was literally, we were within hours of shutting down. I mean, you know, we finally got water restored to the whole county, took about two or three weeks. Right. Then I get into the finances. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen. It was, you know, yeah. I mean, it was it was just crazy. Somebody writing and, everything down in their own little system, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, and I don't want to talk about the you know previous board or even the people who were managing the system at the time, because right. they were all good people. I know them all. They're all good people. But. I don't know if they just weren't paying attention or what because it became an issue. And then we have a very loud minority in our county who are constantly going on about the water. Now, I personally drink that water every day. Yeah. Every single day and have my entire life. Right. Um, You know, I drink bottled water too, but it's, you know, more out of convenience than anything. Yeah. But I have found over the last couple of years you know, being involved in this, I've really kind of self-taught myself along with help with other professionals in this, in this area. Um, I have self-taught myself about water and I found that this is not just an issue where we're from in Martin County. This is a nationwide problem. Oh yeah. A statewide problem. Yeah. I know. I like when I lived in Martin County, the last term that I was there, I guess you'd call it. uh, I, I worked for the water company for six years. And uh, I came from Lexington at the time and, and was brought up the idea to, to take a position there and work my way up because they trusted me. So the people that were uh, pitching the idea to me as well, they were like, oh, we know you. We know you would do good and you would try hard. And so we want you to do this so that you can move up and eventually, you know, you could make it a career and raise a family here. And it was people wanting the community to be strong again. And so that's what they were pitching in in the idea. Me, at the time, I was kind of lazy, and I was like, no, I enjoy just working out in the field. I'll just do that. (laughs) Right. It kind of backfired in that sense. But through doing that, like you said, everybody always has an opinion about the water. And like you said, we made it to the news, uh, CNN and stuff, where they were saying it was horrible water. But I got so much more insight of what was really going on compared to what everybody thinks is going on. Right. And, and I know through all of my working with it, like you said, you find out more about how it's treated. And the water itself is treated the right way. But it's the maintenance of the system that was getting more than we could handle is what I felt. Yeah, and what we've seen is, again, the water, I mean, we have people from Division of Water and places like that come in. They test, mm-hmm. our water's been tested by everybody and their brother. Right. And so, and they will tell you that we produce some of the best water in the state of Kentucky. That at our plant, what we do is some of the best water in the, in the state of Kentucky. Now, once yeah. it gets out in the system, 
because people, you know, if you live in the city, it's different. Our terrain's very different. And, oh, yeah. You know, you've got a lot of straight lines in, you know, in the city and in the hills. You know, we're going up elevations and down, and, you know, we have, you know, thousands of miles of line for 3,500 people. Right. You know, and so once it gets out in the system, then we think we've got some issues, but we've also come to learn that the system wasn't being flushed like it was supposed to have been. Right. And when the proper flushing and routine maintenance is done, that even out in the system, it's not bad. Right. Now, we still have a lot of line breaks and we have a lot of things like that. And that is aging infrastructure and things that just weren't replaced. And I've always said since I've been on the board is that, you know, people, especially your politicians and, and people like that, they don't necessarily want to put money into the ground where you can't see it. Right. They want to build, it's not sexy. They want to build a ball field <laughs> or, you know, and, and, you know, they're going around their places, a new courthouse and, yeah. you know, things like that. That's where they, you know, put the money because you can actually see it. It's tangible. You can yeah. see it. The people can say, oh, so-and-so did that. Look, they, they made this right. really pretty thing. And so it's going to look good on them. So, yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but long term, you know, for our, our county and, and really for other counties throughout the state and uh, the country, you know, you've got to work on the infrastructure. And, you know, the biggest thing, and you know this, being from, you know, being from Martin County, is there's just not a lot there. Coal was always the thing. Coal right. mining was always, that was our economy, was coal yeah, mining. Yeah. And as coal has gone away for various reasons, some, um, you know, with people who believe in climate change and, you know, environmentalists and things like that, that's changed it. But you've also the biggest factor has been people with natural gas. There's been a lot more fracking and things like that happening, and it's cheaper to do the natural gas than it is to burn the coal. So it's the coal economy has just went down gradually, you know, because I think when I was a kid, I was like six, seven. That was when the boom happened. And then it has gradually boom, bust, boom, bust, and it's just kind of gotten smaller and smaller. Well, we've got to be able to attract some other industry to Martin County. As long as we have issues with infrastructure like our water, it's going to be hard to do. Right. Yeah, I know uh, since I've left anyway, and everything kind of hit the fan, and I was like, well, I got out there just in time. (laughs) But uh, after I left, I've noticed like um, a decline in population. Uh, There's still a lot of people around, and it was always a small town anyway. What was the population of Inez was like 600 people. 600. That's what the sign sign says anyway. And and now I think it's down to four-something in Inez. Uh, was what the recent poll I'd seen. Somebody had said it was like 475 or something like that. Yeah, no, that sounds right. No, it's definitely, uh, you know, being from there and remembering what it was like. I mean, you know, even being in high school, I don't know how it was when you were there. I graduated in 93. But, you know, during the summer and even on the weekends, man, we would get out in town and cruise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't did that really in the in the uh, what was it the nineties when I was in high school. Yeah, we were out cruising town all the time, hanging out. You know, people were always out, and now you go out and everything shuts down at seven eight o'clock. There's really nobody out. I don't know what mm-hmm. the kids are doing necessarily, but it's just not the same as it was when I was even in high school. And right. you know, one of the things, and people ask me why, you know, are you crazy? Why would you do that? And, <laughs> and the truth is, is I put the guy off for a long time. Yeah, uh, about saying yes, you know to being on the board, but I, I don't know. And this is corny and, but I'm a corny person. So just everybody has to deal with it. I was literally sitting at home one Saturday and my daughters were there and I was sitting there looking at them and I was thinking about it and, you know, and I just thought, I said, you know, I want my children, if they want the opportunity 
you know, or want to when they get older, if they want to come back here to Martin County and live, because I love Martin County. I wouldn't live anywhere else. Right. And I said, if they want to come back here, I want them to have the ability to do so. And if working with the water system or being on the board, doing some public service in that way can allow that to happen, then I need to do it. I don't want them to look at me in 20 years and say, Dad, you know, you could have helped fix this. You had the skills to do that. Why didn't you help? Yeah. And and I had taken a lot from my community. You know, I have business and people from Mark came. I own a mortgage company, and the name of my mortgage company is My Hometown Mortgage. Yeah. And the reason that I named it that is because my hometown made me successful. The right. people of Martin County always did business with me, and they made me successful in my business, in this mortgage business. And so that's why I named it that. And so I, you know, I was like, you know, I've taken a lot from the community. I need to give back from a public service standpoint. And I've done that. And like I said, I, I question my sanity every day, uh, <laughs> you know, or not so much now, but I, I question my sanity all the time about doing that. But again, like I said, it was, it's one of the hardest things that I've ever done. But again, at the same time, probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And we've right. got, you know, we've got to do a lot of cool stuff. I've learned a whole lot. Uh, met Tyler Childers. He came to town and, and right. did a little show and did a water donation one day and got to kind of hook up with Tyler. Uh, people who listen to the radio listen to KSR, Kentucky Sports Radio. I've gotten to know Matt Jones and Drew and Ryan and those guys pretty well. Yeah, we've, we've um, gotten mentioned from the Well Gum podcast on there a couple of times. Yeah. But, but mostly because my buddy called in and was like, well, I was on the Well Gum podcast the other day. People were like, <laughs> hey, you were on KSR. Yeah, so, you know, I've gotten to know those guys. And so there's been a lot of cool things. And, and then I've gotten to know a lot more people in the community than maybe I hadn't known. Because right. I kind of live in a little bubble. If, you know, if I'm not putting you in debt or you're not my kid or my wife I, I, or my family, for that matter, I you know, I don't really talk to anybody. I kind of live in yeah. a little bubble. And, um, well, so with, and if it's, you're working it's for the water company, sense. yeah, if you're working with the water company stuff, you've got to find out about everybody. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and so, and it's, so it's been rewarding, man. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul now, and, you know, to kind of give people just kind of a quick update where we are, people who, you know, aren't from there or even are from there that, you know, might be listening to this, you know, the first year I always call it the three S's. The first year was about survival. Because literally, we were just trying to survive. Yeah. The second year, we got a rate increase, and we were able to stabilize things, and that was the year stabilization. We were able to stabilize the finances. We were able to stabilize the system. Mm-hmm. And now, we have a management company in that started in uh, started January 1, and they're providing us the structure. And something you mentioned as far as something that I'm seeing them do and what I hope for the future is they are taking our people and giving them professional training. Yeah. So they are going to train these guys in the profession of being in the water business. Yeah. And I think that's going to, you know, for the long term, I think that's going to be the thing that, you know, makes us a better water district, not just in six months, but in 10 years. Right. And so, you know, we're pretty happy with where we're headed. Yeah, that's good. I, I know, like, I, I thought it was just a system of things. And, and I grew up on the river uh, for the most part uh, over on Turkey Creek. And so growing up there, we would go swimming in the river and playing in the river. And I always had people ask me questions. Like you said, you've always drank the water. And when I worked there, they were like, would you drink this water? And I said, yeah, I'd drink it out of a hose. Like, I, I don't. Right. I, me too, like, man. I did that on a, I did yeah. it a thousand times growing up. Yeah. I was like, I know, I know what it's doing. I know, I know more from doing the classes and stuff. Cause I went to a few of the trainings and I did a few of those things. And so I saw what went into it. But I saw what the community was putting into it, and, and not to bash our community, it was just kind of a, 
how we grew up, I guess, of mm-hmm. not caring as much about littering and trash. And even as sure. a teenager, I knew I threw trash out the window driving up the road and never thought twice about it. And now as an adult, I see people do it and it makes me angry. And then we started the program at Turkey Creek, I know, where we, we adopted uh, all the road of Turkey. And we would go and clean it like one, twice a year, usually, maybe sometimes three times. But we right. would take the youth group and we would go and just pick up trash by hand all up and down the creek bank and stuff like that. And uh, it was making a huge difference. But then you would have somebody drive by and throw out trash right behind you. And yeah. all, of, all of that water heads to the river. We pull the water from the river to purify it. And I would even go to the reservoir sometimes, and people would dump their garbage out in the reservoir. <laughs> in the reservoir. Isn't that crazy? And, I said, you know, isn't that crazy, though? Oh, man. That, I mean, that's our drinking water source. Yeah. And, and, and that's the same people that would complain about us not having good yep. water. And I'm like, you're, you you got to see what this is doing. you got to understand. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I mean, it is. And we still have some of those issues. Right. You yeah. know, and then I don't know how, you know, and the other big thing, I guess, that kind of put us on the map from a water standpoint. And I don't, I'm not sure because I was, I want to say I was either still in college or just out of college there was a slurry spill a cold slurry spill oh yeah that was big news too yeah that went into the tug river now it's my understanding i've done a lot of research on it's my understanding that you know nothing was ever put into our water system from that slurry spill they were able to reroute and pump into the reservoir from you know from a different place so we never got anything from that slurry spill into the reservoir uh, and then once, you know, it kind of made its way through and cleaned up, you know, they, then they started pumping back from that, you know, what they call the big Sandy now, yeah. um, or the tug fork river. So, you know, that's really kind of where all that started was there was a slurry spill and you got the environmentalists going and that kind of thing. And that, that's and what got people continuous. Yeah. Yeah. That's what got people asking questions about the, the purity <laughs> yeah. of our water. And it was like, no, yeah. honestly, like I worked in the coal mines too. And so I was a part of the slurry ponds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I never saw it as a toxic waste dump. You know what I mean? I guess after like working amongst all that stuff and all the different things they used, I never saw it as toxic. I saw it as gross. Right. <laughs> I saw yeah, it as sure. Ugly and it just looked awful. But it, I never saw it as something that I was getting some type of, you know, chemical reaction from. Uh, and so when that slurry spill happened, it was horrible and it destroyed a lot of stuff. But I never saw it as something that was going to change like like what you said like change our purity of our water um, right no and that was i think that was the genesis of the negativity and you know yeah. I, was, I, I did a press conference when when we brought the management company in i said you know we all if you're from martin county you want to see it do better you want it to grow right. and even if you know you don't live there now you still want your hometown to do well oh yeah and i said you know a lot of the negativity that surrounds our county originates from this water department yeah and if we can get that on track then maybe you know it changes things for us. Maybe it changes, you know, the future of the county, or at least that's what I hope anyway. Yeah. You know, and I put a lot of time and effort into it, a lot of blood, sweat and tears, you know, have gone into it for me over the last couple of years. And, and hopefully uh, we've made a difference and, and I I feel like we have, I feel like, you know, things are on the rise for us. So from the water department standpoint. Well, and, and the thing that uh, you hit on there earlier that I, that I've thought about a lot is that we're not the only place that's dealing with these things. Um, the water company um, has its problems, and, and Flint, Michigan, was a big thing that hit the news there for a long mm-hmm. time because they actually had poison in their water, right. and like lead was killing people, and and that's not these are not the only two towns in America that deal with this. 
No, and, it's not, man. It's it's a nationwide problem. It really, in the beginning, there's a, a Martin County Concerned Citizens Group um, that was a, an adversarial relationship with me in the very beginning of all this that has now become a partnership. Uh, we, we've learned to understand each other. But, you know, we actually, there was a guy, Bob Bocock was his name, but he was Aaron Brockovich's water guy. So Aaron Brockovich, the movie, we all know that Julia Roberts played in. Uh, her water guy from California actually came to Martin County and sat down with you know the board, um, sat down with, and actually had a community meeting uh, with the community, and um, and it was you know he basically told everybody he's like, look, you're not the only place. This is a nationwide problem. People, yeah. you know, we haven't invested in our infrastructure the way that we should. You've got rural communities all over the United States that have these issues. Well, and that was kind of opening for me, too. Right. Well, and the big thing, and you and I have talked about this off air before, but the big thing that I, I noticed and found out after the six years of being there of the politics of things, and quite literally not just like politicking over talking about the system, but politics running the system. Yeah. Even though it was separated in its own uh, in its own manifest of what it was, there was still being control done by politicians that was like, oh, hey, this family, and not to bring up names or anything, and people are going to know names from there, so I'm not going to bring them up at all, but people in politician uh, places that were saying, um, hey, you need to give water to these people, and it's like, well, that's not going to, like, looking at it, that's not going to be uh, sustainable to give water to people further out into the county and it's like, no, get it to them. And it's like, well, okay, <laughs> we're going to well, run this. The, yeah. No, you're absolutely right, man. You nailed it because the yeah. biggest issue with the system is that plant that we have was designed for the town of Inez. Yeah. And it now serves the entire county. Right. And they would extend water lines out because they could get 25 votes from this family. Yeah. You know, and but then there was no engineering put into it. There was right. nothing. We run we run insanely high pressures. We blow lines all the time. Our lines yeah. don't have a chance because we have to run pressure so high to get it up the mountain to get it to people. Right. And I want everybody to have water, yeah. but it has to be done in a way that doesn't break our system. And and that's what's happened. Right. And the other thing from a political standpoint that I've seen, I've had it happen a couple of times, but. You know, we sat down with one of the local politicians, and he told us, this was in the very beginning, he said, you are not going to raise rates. Yeah. And we were like, <laughs> well, then you're insane, because we don't need to be on this board. Because, And I basically just told him, I said, look, you're on a need-to-know basis. We will tell you what you need to know. Otherwise, get out of our way and give us the opportunity to fix it. Right. Because, and what you've seen, and this happens really all over eastern Kentucky, that I've learned has happened a lot over eastern Kentucky, if you follow the news, is these companies would never go in and ask for a rate increase. You know, we live in a poor community. I mean, there's no doubt we're one of the poorest communities in the United States. Yeah. And eastern Kentucky as a whole is, is poor. But... Rates should have increased gradually over time, and they never were. Right. So when we went and requested, we requested a we we requested a fifty percent rate increase, fifty percent. Oh, I remember mom and, getting that statement in the mail, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and and it ended up we ended up getting forty four. Yeah, and it's still honestly, it's not enough to. I mean, we can maintain the system and, and hopefully do some gradual upgrades, but people want it fixed really, really quick, and that's not going to happen without money. Right. You know, and the a lot of people you'll you'll see, you know, a lot of negativity. Well, the federal government needs to come in here. The state government needs to come in here. Guess what? That ain't happening. Yeah. 
there's nobody riding in on a white horse going to save us because they don't have any money either. <laughs> right. The state doesn't have any money either. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 going to be on the backs of the people who live in these communities like Martin County and in, and across the you know United States and the state of Kentucky. It's going to be on the backs of the community. One of the first things it was, and this I find amazing, or I found amazing at the time and still do, I had a lady tell me I was working, it was from one of the engineering firms, I was trying to get some things in line, and she said, you know, she said, now that Cole Severance money is gone, what people don't really understand is that the water bills in rural areas like Martin County will eventually be as much as the electric bill. Yeah. Which is, you know, hard to think because, you know, a lot of people's electric bills are two and $300 a month and, you know, sometimes more. Right. To think that your water bill would be two or $300 a month for something that's supposed to be a basic human need right or it is right. a, it's a basic human need i get into arguments with people all the time and maybe you would argue with me on this is that you know people say what's well, a basic human right well the water in the creek if you want to go out and drink that that's a basic human right yeah it is a luxury to pay for water that's been treated that you can drink yeah and, and people get mad at me all the time when i say that but it's the truth you have to pay for that it costs money to well, do that and, and getting into that and this has been one of my thoughts for a long time as well uh growing up my friends that lived out in the boonies uh, of martin county they used well water and I, I wasn't used to well water and i would go to their house and get a drink and i'm like oh my gosh that smells like boiled eggs like mm-hmm. <laughs> sulfur so like sulfur strong. yeah now when they made those wells back in the day sulfur wasn't that big of a deal in their wells because of uh, underground mining uh, and things messing up the, I don't know if you would say tectonic plates or whatever, but like mining right. messed up those ground wells. And so the thing that was accessible, it was hard to do and it cost a lot of money sometimes, but the thing that was accessible to those that lived outside of the area, that's what they did. Sure. And to purify that water yourself would take a whole engineering degree almost and all kinds of stuff like that. So people instead were like relying on the city to be like, oh, yeah, give us water. And they're like, OK, vote for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so no, there's a ton of that, man. And I think that's the vicious cycle. That's everything's got its own place that's kind of been tearing us down. So yep. you, you had the mines that was making us rich, uh, that was giving us a ton of money. People without education were, you know, making six figures a year and over. Sure. You know, we're doing great. And now the mines messed up the well water. So the whole fixing that part and then the mines going away, which I was told that all my life. My my uncle was an engineer for coal mining. My dad was a miner. My uncles were miners. My brother was a miner. And everybody always said, try to figure out something else because the mines won't be here forever. So when the mines went away and they were all mad, I was like, you've been telling me this all my life. Like, you, you knew it was coming. Why are you mad? Like, you know what I right. mean? Like, well, I totally understand, man. I mean, you know, my dad was a coal miner. My uncle was. I was raised by a coal But my dad always told me, he was like, look, you, you're going to do something else. Yeah. You know, and so I did. Went to college and got a degree. And, and then, you know, he helped me kind of get started. And, and, you know, so I don't have to do that. But my business also depends on coal miners <laughs> buying that, houses. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, that's one of the things, you know, coal mining is such a big part of our, well, I mean, forever. It was the biggest part of our economy. Yeah. Um, and still is probably to some point, you know, and right. now we're, we're looking for other you know, avenues, right. um, you yeah, know, which I, I've got ideas on and maybe something I try to figure out to do and help, you know, in the future. And, and I think that's what people need to take from this conversation. Uh, as you mentioned in the beginning there, uh, you didn't want to do it. It was going to be hard and it was going to suck. 
and you saw the benefits in the future of you jumping in and helping and ended up doing way more than you expected, but you're helping. And I think that's what our community needs to know, or any of these communities, not just Martin County, any of these small communities that are facing hard times. It's the hard times that make us strong, Uh, just like working out. Unless you pick up heavy weight, you're not going to get stronger. If you just sit there and lift little tiny stuff, you'll sustain and you'll be okay. But until you do the hard stuff, you're not going to grow and you're not going to overcome the things that are in our way. And things that I always say, too, is, you know, and again, me being corny, is the more people that are helping, the more people that are involved, the easier it is to lift that heavy weight. Right. It's not so hard for everybody. You know, you basically had a small group of people, and that really is. I, I was trying to explain to the Concerned Citizens group at one time. I said, look, you, where we sit and where you sit is two different places. Yeah. We're trying our best to help. And we're getting attacked from every direction. We're getting pulled. That first year, that's what I say, it was pure chaos. You're trying to keep the system from collapsing. And you're getting attacked in every direction. And I kept telling them, I was like, look, I feel like I'm in a canoe rowing upstream, and you're in the back rowing the other direction. (laughs) Whereas if we could all row in the same direction, the more of us there are, we're going to get this done and get it done quicker. And we we eventually kind of got to the place where we formed a partnership and that's the one thing if i could you know i always tell people that someday i'm going to write a book about this i'm going to write a book about the martin county you know my experience with the martin county water system yeah and and the biggest and i want us to eventually be the gold standard i may even go on a speaking tour tell people how you <laughs> fix your water system i don't know because i don't get paid anything for this so i, I gotta figure out a way to monetize it somehow yeah. so you know but you know that's the one thing you know down the road i will write a book about it and that will be kind of the theme is it got a whole lot easier when people started helping and like you just said kind of arm in arm this is our system. Nobody's going to come in here and fix it for us. Let's get yeah. everybody on board and let's do this together and go forward. You know, I, that's the one I tell everybody too. Don't look over your shoulder, look over your nose. Yeah. And we move forward. And, and that's what we're trying to do, man. I said, and like I said, I feel good about it, man. I, I mean, I really right. do, you know, being from the County, I was born and raised there, went off, went to college and came home. Cause I'm a big family guy. I'm a big mama's boy. And I wanted to be close to my mama and, um, and so I came back and, and now, you know, the opportunity, you know, for public service is, is it's hard and, uh, there's no, you know, nobody really appreciates what you're doing, but yeah. you know, you're trying to do something for the greater good. And, and hopefully that's what I've done. I hope yeah. so anyway. Yeah. I think you have, man. I think you've done a tremendous job and I, and I want to give you a pat on the back for that. And I appreciate well, what you. you're doing for our hometown. And, and there's so many avenues of things I think of, of, um, like you said, people just picking themselves up by their bootstraps and working with each other. And I think we've lost so much of that. And, and I could go into when the president came to our little town and said, we're going to fight the war on poverty and ended up crippling us more than they've helped us. Yeah, well, you know, my grandmother but, used to tell me all the time. She <laughs> said that the worst thing that ever happened to Martin County was Lyndon Johnson showing up and telling everybody they were poor. Yeah, they didn't she know they were people, poor. She said people should know they didn't know they were poor. <laughs> they, you know, they didn't have a lot, but they they were proud. I, I've said that forever, and, yeah. yeah. When, when you yeah. were hungry, you figured out a way with your neighbors to come up with some food. If you had 12 right. kids, you raised a hog, and you slaughtered that hog, and you fed your yep. kids. You'd and, go and hunting. Now, yeah, and now it's, oh, no, we don't have food. Somebody give me some money 
so that we can get some food. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, 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 you got to do it yourself. And that's what we've lost in that community. I feel or we're gaining well, it back, too. but I feel we I lost it so. for a long time. Uh, yeah, we did. We lost it for a long time. And I think that is, again, it's not just a Mark County or our community problem. That's a that's nationwide right. problem. Yeah. And you know, just, it's too easy when, you don't have to work for it to just say, Hey, give you know, give me this. And, yeah. and there are people out there and I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, people who are asking for that assistance, people get in spots, man, it happens. We've all oh, been yeah. there. Yeah. You know? It has and helped a lot of people for sure. Yeah. And that's what it's for. But you know, when it becomes a way of life, that's yeah. not a good thing in my opinion. Yeah. So. When I did, when I did youth work back there and I asked kids what they wanted to do when they growed up and they were like, well, uh, you know, I'm going to figure out how to climb in a fruit tree and swear I'm picking apples when I'm looking at bananas and <laughs> get my crazy <laughs> check. And I'm just like, you know, that's that's funny joke. But uh, please don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to, you know, I always people would hear say, I want to be an artist. Yeah. Draw and I'm going to be an artist. What do you mean? I'm going to draw. <laughs> you want to get on the draw. Yeah, get on the draw, man. Like, yeah. Well, like I said, that could take us down all kinds of avenues. We might have to do. Oh that. yeah, man, I could I could sit in here and talk to you for two hours and get my thought You Nobody wants that. Yeah, we might have to do a follow up and uh, do a part two to this uh, series of what we're talking about here because it's uh, yeah, it's a deep subject and it's and it's dear to our hearts. And uh, like I said, I want to pat you on the back again for what you've been doing for our community. And I hope this reaches out to other communities that are having problems that they can figure out something to do not to complain to get somebody else to fix it, but to step up and step up to the plate and hit that home run that needs to happen for their own community. You know, you said those nice things and I can, I can feel JD, even though he's not here with me, rolling his eyes. <laughs> I, I, I could just feel it. <laughs> he's like, whatever, Jimmy Dodd. Yeah. You're not doing nothing. Hey, well, Trump, nice Trump that. Uh, but uh, but I really appreciate you coming on, man, and finding the time to be on the Well Dadgum podcast. Uh, like I said, uh, we're going to promote for you guys again the Just Add Bourbon podcast. They have a great show going on. You guys need to get out there and check them out. They're on all the inst- uh, all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, go check them out, Just Add Bourbon. Uh, you'll find them pretty easy. They're on iTunes. They're on what, – what are the podcasts? Uh, yeah, we, we launched from Podbean. Uh, we're on iTunes. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, you know, we have a Facebook page that JD runs. Brad runs our Twitter account. I was running our Instagram account, never did anything. And uh, we've got a guy, he's actually a buddy of mine uh, through my wife, uh, lives in Maine, that is actually now running our Instagram account. He was on uh, on our on our show, too. His name's Eric Beaudry. He was on our Christmas special, the infamous Christmas special, when JD yeah. drank an entire Mai Tai. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we have a good time, man. It has been... I tell J.D. and Brad all the time, you know, again, my corniness, I, I tell them all the time, I swear, I don't care if anybody listens. I mean, I want people to listen, of course, but I have the best time Oh yeah, sitting around talking to those guys. I mean, right. I, I'm sure I think J.D. maybe said it on here. You know, J.D. and I have known each other. He graduated high school with my sister, and I've known J.D. and his brothers for a long time. And we have daughters that are really good friends, and they play softball together. And me and JD would just sit around at the softball field and debate things. And, you know, like he's <laughs> he's a liberal, I'm a conservative, and and we but we could talk to each other and you know have a decent conversation without getting mad at one another. And he yeah. said all one day he's like, you know what, we should do a podcast oh, and yeah. do this. And I said, well, you know that that could be cool, yeah. And I said, well, I've got you know Brad is is really my best friend. 
you know, he's married to my sister and I see Brad every day and we hang out and Brad and I talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, the tinfoil hat stuff. We talk about everything. <laughs> and, uh, and I told JD, I said, man, you need to let Brad come on here. I said, he, this is, Brad was made for this. And so we have a ball man getting on there and just, you know, kind of debating things and, and hopefully having conversations where people can take something from it. Cause we're just three guys, completely different backgrounds, uh, come from, three totally different places and, yeah. and talk about, you know, the issues that are going out there. And then we do some fun stuff from time to time, right. but I've had a ball doing it, man. I said, and what's crazy. I said, I think you've inspired, you know, maybe three or four different podcasts for people in Martin County. There's all, there's several, you know, guys that are trying it out. And yeah. it's a fun way, man, to, you know, kind of make your mark or leave some kind of record of, of yourself yeah. out there. And I think, what was it you said out in, you know, ethernet or whatever. Out in the interwebs. <laughs> yeah. In the interwebs. I said, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. I said, and I dig your podcast. I enjoy I listening it. to yours and, uh, and, you know, I appreciate anybody that checks us out. Cause like I said, we're having a ball done. It. yeah it's really exciting to listen to you guys i don't I don't get to as much just trying to work on mine all the time but i try to get in as much as i can to listen to you guys but yeah i encourage you get, or encourage all of our listeners out there to check them out you guys have a great thing going on it's really fun to listen to uh to hear all the different uh avenues that you guys go down and i know you guys even brought out my tinfoil hat when i was on your show and i didn't know that i was going to say most of that stuff i said no wow <laughs> i sound like alex jones so <laughs> yeah well, we're glad we could we're, we're glad we could do that for you i appreciate it man <laughs> <laughs> but other than that i sure thank you for being on i can't wait to have you on again sometime and we can talk more about this kind of stuff um but other than that i uh, appreciate you being on and i guess we'll talk at you real soon man all right josh thank you brother all right thank you dude.